Garrett Adelstein is known to be one of the best high-stakes poker players in the world today, and he is not afraid to play big pots. Sometimes Garrett makes people go berserk, so it wouldn't surprise me if he just rips it in. Even with kind of junky hands. Today, he's coming equipped with the King Six of Hearts. That is crazy flaw for King Six of Hearts. And Michael thinks he's got the nuts here. Let's see if the King Six of Hearts can take down the pocket kings. Is it GTO to say, like, why did you call? Because that feels pretty good to me. Wait, 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 wait. Action's here. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and Michael here with pocket kings. I do sometimes. As soon as your cards came out, I knew Wesley was going to come. Michael has limped in here. No, excuse me. In the small blind, sorry. Garrett's going to make it 1600 here, so I imagine the three bet. No, he did limp in. He did limp in. Let's see here. You see what's going on here. He just calls. This hand starts off a little bit abnormally. Uh, Michael in the small blind has to go first because there is a $300 Mississippi straddle on the button, which for all practical purposes here means that the small blind goes first. Small blind should actually limp a lot in these scenarios, looking to limp re-raise a decent amount of the time because they don't especially want to raise into a bunch of people yet to act with a wide range at all. So by limping, you can play a slightly wider range of hands. So Michael does limp. So far, so good. I think this is a great spot to limp, looking to put in a limp re-raise. Folds around to Garrett, also in early position, who makes it $1,600. He bumps it up. Back around to Michael. He has a perfect spot to re-raise, and he calls. Hmm. All right, getting a little bit tricky. Let's do what the flop brings. Okay, I good. can guarantee you that. Right. You? I can't tell you. Oh, come on. All right, I don't have a queen. I don't have a queen. I don't know if there was a, I think there was a straddle. We had a straddle here from Tiger in the cutoff of the button. And what a flop. So Michael just called. He was first to act in the small blind. Garrett raised. And he, so Michael limp called against the Mississippi straddle. Look at this flop for Garrett. He's flopped a straight flush draw. A flush draw and a straight draw. And Michael thinks he's got the nuts here. You sure you don't have a queen? This is crazy. What a flop. I have a king. I'll call him. Let's see what happens. And Michael has check raised the flop here to 4,000 and Garrett is called. The flop comes five of hearts, four of hearts, three of clubs, giving Michael a very solid overpair and Garrett a straight and flush draw. Some people have all the luck, am I right? Okay. Michael checks. Garrett decides to make a continuation bet for about 11,000 bucks, which I think is fine and standard. Now, these players are playing about 80,000 deep, so we're pretty deep stacked here. And Michael decides to put in the check raise with kings on the 5-4-3 board, which I think is normally a perfectly fine and reasonable play because most players are not going to have a whole lot of hands that connect with this 5-4-3 board, which means your pocket kings are a very, very strong hand. The problem, though, is he's playing against Garrett, who will raise all sorts of stuff, like the King Six of Hearts, for example, or the Ace Two Suited, right? He's going to have a lot of hands that connect decently well with this board. And the problem with raising here is that if Garrett does just have nothing, like let's say Queen Jack of Diamonds, he's going to fold and not have the opportunity to keep bluffing on later betting rounds. So when you're playing against someone who you know is capable of getting decently far out of line and running big bluffs, 
I think a solid adjustment in this spot is to call and give them every chance to bluff. Now, you may think that if he bets 1100 you raise to 4000 that he's going to call with all sorts of garbage, like jack 10 of diamonds. I don't think that's happening, but if that does happen, then I suppose raising is better. But I think what's going to happen in most of the time in this spot is when Garrett has nothing, he's just going to easily fold to the pretty big check raise. And when he does have something, he has a very, very easy call and can then proceed to the turn, which is what he does. You may be surprised to see Garrett not re-raise immediately on the flop with the very, very good draw. But I think if you re-raise here, some players will just not get away from a hand like pocket queens or pocket aces or pocket jacks or whatever. If you do think you can make them fold those hands with additional aggression, I suppose, then that becomes a pretty good play. But I like calling, closing the action, and you get to see what develops on the turn. Now, one more, I know a lot of thoughts are happening here. Uh, one more thing is that some players will get really, really scared with a hand like pocket queens if a seven, six, two, or ace comes on the turn. If you're playing against someone like that, maybe you do actually just want to re-raise immediately because if you do call and hit, you may not get paid, right? So I definitely think Garrett could call or re-raise. I probably would have called, but I could definitely see times where you should err towards re-raising. All right, let's see if Garrett can spike. King six of hearts versus king king. This is the sickest hand I've ever played already. And there's the straight, there's the straight. And Michael's gonna continue to bet here. That is crazy flop for king six of hearts. Crazy. And Garrett's trying to figure out how to extract here. I mean, I would not be scared of 6-8. Maybe he's trying to build a pot against, like, another 6 that doesn't have hearts. And he's going to raise it up here. From what we've seen from Michael, I think Michael might just fold here. Unless, I mean, sometimes Garrett makes people go berserk, but it's it's a really weird hand because Michael played this as a, as a limp call with kings from the small blind. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This could be bad news if we see, like, a big blank. Michael has called. Garrett spikes right on the turn. Surprise, surprise. And Michael keeps betting. Normally, I don't actually hate this bet all that much because most players in Garrett's shoes, given the action, will not actually have a whole lot of straights or sets or two pairs in their range. But Garrett's not the average player, and I think he actually will have a decent amount of straights at this point. So I think the right player is probably to check and just try to check call down, realize you're probably gonna lose a decent amount of money when you're beat, but you've done everything you can to induce bluffs. Michael bets though, and then Garrett has an interesting decision because if he raises, what is he trying to get called by? Well, I think in this scenario, Garrett's not thinking Michael has a hand like aces or kings or queens. He's probably thinking he has a hand more like a, another flush draw, or a set, because a lot of people will limp with hands like sevens, fives, fours, and threes a lot from early position and then call a raise and try to flop a set. Now, I realize sevens probably doesn't check raise a flop, but fives, fours, and threes almost certainly would. There's also some world where Michael has a straight already with ace two. Ace two suited, right? That makes a lot of sense. So by re-raising here, Garrett is trying to play a big pot against those hands. Now, if he knew Michael had a hand like pocket queens, 
I think he would probably just call because I would think a lot of people are going to fold queens to a big raise in this spot. But um, I would be wrong because as we see here, Pocket Kings thinks for a while, thinks for a while, and then finds the call. And to be fair, I don't mind the call against someone like Garrett because he's going to find a lot of bluffs. The problem, though, is that, like I said, his range contains a lot of good hands. I think in this scenario, Michael's probably just overplaying his hand a little bit, and the right play would be to check call a $5,000 or $8,000 turn bet, and then check call a 10000 $10, or 30000 river bet and not play for the entire stacks. But as played, the pot has grown gigantic. Let's see if Garrett decides to go for it all on the river. River's a 10. And at this point, if you're Garrett... What do you think Michael has? You think he has a set? I mean, you never think he's got kings here, but maybe he flopped two pair. Maybe he's got a set. Garrett's got that over bet nine button. Big chips. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just rips it in. Ten seconds. All in. Oh, there it is. All in. Call. Oh, a snap call. What type of player are you at the poker table? Are you someone who tanks and takes their time and thinks through every spot very methodically? Or do you play very quickly? Let me know in the comment section below. A snap call. Not even a that one. thought. And it all started with just the limp call with pocket kings. And he just snap called there. Wow. Well, as good as Michael's night had been going. Wow. The river arrives, a pretty blank card, the Ten of Diamonds, and Michael checks. Michael's playing roughly 90% pot behind, so I think Garrett only has one option. It is to shove. He rips it in. Well, Michael calls. That was a quick call. He popped it right in there. I think it's fine if you think Garrett's going to be drastically overbluffing. And to be fair, Michael's hand does not actually block a lot of the obvious bluffs with front door or back door flush draws. Suppose he does block the king of clubs. That said, seems like a risky call to me. He makes the call, though. And Garrett wins another gigantic pot on the Hustler Casino live stream. Good job, good work. He gets the job done. That's going to be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this video. Do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe button below. I always enjoy watching Garrett get in there and battle. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses, but it's always a big pot. And, uh, well, today was no different. Thanks for watching, and I hope all the big pots get pushed your direction.